to Exponential Trust Times. I'm Dr. Lobna Kari, and it's my pleasure to host this new podcast episode of Exponential Business Achievers. Our audience has the privilege to meet a successful executive director and a father with a deep story from various cultures and an incredible achievement in different country. Our guest is Sokrat Lao, the Chief Operating Officer and Executive Director in the Board of Directors of Société Générale China, soon in the unique first stage by Exponential Trust Time. Thank you. Exponential Business is the unique opportunity for students, workers, and entrepreneurs to learn from great business achievers at a global scale about their business journey and their thought on the technology exponential times. In this episode, our guest is Sukrat Lao, the Chief Operating Officer and Executive Director in the Board of Directors of Société Générale China. Hi Sukrat, such a great pleasure having you with us in AI Exponential Thinker and thank you for joining the discussion about exponential business. Hi Lobna, thank you for having me. You know, it's always a pleasure to uh, to share views and experience. So I, I think it's uh, it's very interesting, and I and I really want to uh, participate and also continue to listen to your podcast because uh, you know having insights and opinions from others, I think it's um, it's also useful for for me. Um, My pleasure. You started your career in Paris Bar in London, an investment bank that has been acquired by BNP, giving birth to BNP Paribas back in 1999. You then moved back to France to occupy roles in audit and consultant space to find yourself rapidly in one of the biggest bank in the world, Société Générale, as a vice president in charge of new business in Hong Kong, chief of staff to Asia Pacific CEO, and more recently at China, chief operating officer based in Beijing. With our audience, we are curious to learn more about this journey so far and how you end up to this executive position as a member of China Executive Committee as Société Générale. Well, I think it's um, it was quite a journey, uh, in effect. Um, so for people who who doesn't uh, know me, I think many of uh, of the people uh, listening to your your podcast, but I grew up in a in the suburb of Paris, in the, in the north, so what we call uh, Saint-Saint-Denis. Um, so people who live in France, they know this, this area of Paris and uh, uh, the, the, the complexity and the difficulty to, uh, to grow up there and to, um, to have good education. Uh, luckily, I was good at school. Mm -hmm. that's, uh, that, that's, I think, the, the, the first thing. And when you're good at something, you know, um, it allows you to... Um, it's a... It's a virtual circle and you want, you want to work harder you, know, you, you want to um, you know be able to uh, meet all the challenges that you have in front of you um, and also you need to have a very solid family uh, grit to be able to uh, to succeed um, i was lucky enough to uh, to be good at school i was lucky enough to um, go to a good university and good school Uh, first of all, because of uh, you know my friends who uh, told me that this university or this school is good, because I, at that time I have no idea of uh, uh, what what 
grandes écoles are, what uh, the, the, the prep school are. Um, so as a, it was lucky for me to have uh, those people that I met along the way who, who gave me advice. Mm-hmm. I think uh, more importantly, the fact that friends uh, offer such a great opportunities for, for people like me, uh, three, almost three uh, schools. Um, I think it's, um, it's quite an incredible opportunity that, uh, that you give to, um, uh, to, to people that can't afford, you know, uh, to pay uh, high, high tuition fees. Um, and then, you know, in terms of success, for me, uh, it's very important to uh, understand that uh, it's also it, hard work is a baseline. It's, uh, this is something you you have to do work ethic, but it's never a guarantee for success. Never. Mm-hmm. Um, what makes you successful for me is um, is also the people you you meet along the way are capable of. Uh, mentoring you, giving you chances, uh, very important. Definitely. Um, and also, I think I, the, the, one, one of the messages I want to convey is don't underestimate um, the, the luck factor in, uh, in your success. And I think it's very important to mention because um, uh, people who, who, who tend to think that they succeed because they deserve it, because of meritocracy, Mm-hmm. Uh, by themselves, I think it's where I think they can make wrong decisions because they think that everything that they have achieved uh, has been achieved because of of their own uh, work. Um, it's always uh, thanks to uh, the people that you meet along the way that and give you chances. Definitely, and and you had me uh, introduce because in AI exponential thinker, as you said, it's very important to to meet the right people, right? The ones who help you, and we are proposing mentoring in in this way in order to help people, like especially young community in the world, in order to learn much more about the future and having some support from the ones who, let's say, it succeed before them and and, and help them in this way. So let me move to the next question. So. In AI Exponential Thinker, we believe that creativity is crucial for solving many social and business issues. What is your most innovative side and what's keep you enthusiastic on a daily basis, and especially in this hard time, let's say it like this? Yeah, I, I believe it, it, it depends on what you call innovative. Um, I think most of the time, uh, people think that being innovative is the ability to, to invent something. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the time, it's not the case, um, especially in the context uh, of business. When you need to deliver things fast, you don't have time to uh, to invent. Um, so I think the baseline is, is first of all to be aware of, uh, of all the the best uh, practices and to to apply them correctly. Uh, and again, it's not a recipe for success. For me, it's uh, it's a baseline. Um, and most probably, I think innovation is also in the in how you execute uh, those, uh, um, I would say those, 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 bench, those benchmarks. Um, the second thing is also in terms of uh, you know believing that you can think out of the box. I think the the, the, the human being community is is not able to think out of the box because you need to uh, simplify, to structure, to organize information you receive, to make decisions. 
So if anything, when, you, when people tell you to think out of the box, the reality is that you can only think um, in new boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to, to acknowledge the fact that uh, there's, a, there's a, the existence of other thought structure. You have to learn the thought structure, apply your own experience, and this is uh, uh, what, what you call connect the dots. And at the end of the day, uh, it allows you to be, uh, to be innovative to apply your own experience with uh, other thought process. And this is what I believe it's uh, uh, real innovation. It's not, it's not, it's very difficult to, uh, to apply by the way. Okay, and what, what keeps you enthusiastic? Well, especially my, my current job, um, I think every day is a new day. And, and uh, in my current job, I have the ability to to really um, act as an entrepreneur, so inside mm-hmm. a, a big company. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know, I have a lot of support from, uh, from my management and my teams as well. I think we uh, collectively created an incredible team spirit, incredible work ethic. Of course, you always have, uh, you know, constraints from, uh, from a big group like, like Société Générale, some bureaucracy, but I've been there a long time, so I can, I can probably uh, uh, deal with it. Um, and I think uh, we, we created here in China uh, an incredible collective intelligence. So we have a lot of uh, uh, hurdles, a lot of issues that we want to solve. And I think having uh, everyone speaking freely and uh, uh, being able to find solutions to a problem, I think it's a key. And it, it, it gives me uh, you know, a lot of uh, uh, enthusiasm for the future. Great. You were the head of strategy, transformation, and innovation for Société Générale China for a couple of years. For our audience, can you share with us what are your main responsibility and challenge in such role in the Asian financial sector? Um, so at that time, so that was the role I, I had when I first came to, uh, to China. Mm-hmm. So just before that, I was the chief of staff to the CEO, but also the head of strategy and corporate development for, for Asia Pacific. Uh, I think the main difference was uh, being in China, was being able to define the strategy, but also execute the strategy. Uh, because it's always uh, you know, good to put things on the paper, mm-hmm. but the, the executing the strategy is something which is uh, extremely difficult because uh, uh, devils are in the details. So uh, that was also my, my, my ability to... Uh, to, to execute with the teams uh, that, that makes things, uh, I would say, uh, more enjoyable. Because it's not only uh, things you put on the paper, but you, you're actually doing it yourself. So obviously, um, it makes things more, I would say, tangible. Right? And I think it creates more, um, it's more f- fulfilling in terms of, uh, um, in terms of uh, delivering a tangible result. Um, I think one of the, uh, the, the key topic, which is innovation, um, brings a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, benefits in the way uh, you approach the execution of, uh, of your strategy. Um, not only in terms of, uh, you know, the way we work with our team, but also the way we, uh, we address uh, more efficiency in, in our processes. But then I think it's something that I learned uh, along the way is that uh, innovation is a great tool 
to engage people. And, and the reason why is because, you know, people are tired, uh, they're occupied with their, with their business, what they're doing every day. And yeah. when you bring something uh, which, which can actually take them outside of their, of their world, uh, put, put them together, work on, the, on, on different topics, which is outside of their, their, their job description. Um, it gives them a, a sense of, um, of achievement. And we achieve that by, in, by, by creating a, what we call a tribe, which is basically uh, um, people from different departments uh, working together on uh, innovation or digital topic. Um, it's uh, structured, uh, but it's structured on top of the organization. And that brings tremendous sense of, uh, of um, uh, fulfillment. Uh, and so, so this is something that I didn't um, expect, to be honest, at the beginning, because innovation is always uh, about being more efficient and do more business, etc. But engaging people was something I discovered along the way. Great. And we talk like um, like I remember myself talking to Thierry D'Argent. I don't know if you know him, but he's a great business consultant, yes, general. Uh, with a big scope and we talk about strategy for a long time and he I, I remember he told me the same thing that between crafting the strategy and executing the strategy it's really really hard so and you know it, it's 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 a long journey let's say it like this so let's let's talk about this hard time of COVID-19 and this hard time of uncertainty and past changes we all live at the move the most disruptive exp experience with COVID-19 as a chief operating officer, how you react to this quite challenging situation to keep collaborators, customers, and businesses running in a sort of acceptable condition? And we say acceptable, right? So cut. So yeah. Yet. Well, you know, um, I can share my experience because I, I was the, the crisis director for Society in China when, uh, when it happened. Okay. Uh, I, I, I remember the very first crisis committee that, uh, that we organized uh, when I took the decision to, uh, to cancel my holidays and to, uh, to, to, to work and to deal with the, with the crisis. So I, I have to say, we, it, it's a mix of, um, uh, I would say, luck um, because of the technology readiness that we had already mm -hmm. and, um, and an amazing team spirit and reactivity uh, on the, uh, not, not only on the information, but also on the, on the execution. So let, let me clarify a, a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we had, uh, at the time, uh, organized a work from home um, principle mm -hmm. uh, for our staff. So I think depending on the staff, uh, they were able to work from home uh, either uh, on the monthly basis one day or or uh, two times every month. So we had the setup ready for, for the, the work from home uh, experience. Now, with COVID-19, it actually stressed our ability to, uh, to connect tons of people at the same time, and uh, also uh, stressed the fact that we could have people working from home doing um, critical processes, like payments, uh, regulatory reporting, or, uh, you know, uh, training ourselves from, uh, from home. Um, so we had the setup, the technological setup ready, and th that was lucky for us. 
so, so we decrease the, the, the number of people on site to less than 30%. Um, yeah. So we obviously encounter some, uh, some hurdles in terms of uh, connectivity at the very beginning. Um, we had some, uh, some markets crunch with a, a shrink of the liquidity that, that was sold the, the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we were ready. And I, and I remember this is on, on, on the, the technical side. And I remember that the first thing that uh, I asked the team is to, uh, to spot um, every single uh, staff, uh, the location of every single staff, where, where they are. And, uh, and you know, so in China, we have a branch in Wuhan. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and people were stuck there. Uh, oh. And we, we had to um, take care of them on the monitoring, how, how the, the health condition, how is it going? Yeah. Um, helping the, the family of the staff because you know that uh, for us, even though we're lucky enough not to have any staff infected, um, I think one of our, our staff has, has their family uh, infected by, by the virus. Okay. And uh, along with the uh, you know with the Chinese executive committee, but also the Asia Pac executive committee, uh, we we decided to um, to help them to support them with uh, you know to to, to buy some. Uh, uh, respiratory machine or some uh, some some blood uh, some you know white blood cells yeah yeah J- just to make sure that uh, you know the, the the staff and and the families are are safe are safe um, yes and we also try to contribute as much as possible uh, to to provide masks to um, uh, to people in Wuhan and also. Uh, Try to uh, also send some masks to uh, to Paris, for example, to prepare for the for the conditions that's going to come in Paris. So lots of things that we did, and and when I when I look back, there were so many things that we did uh, that um, I don't know. You know, you cannot imagine because we we we, we do some rehearsal uh, yeah. in the past to face those uh, those uh, pandemic conditions, um, but you know, as a crisis director, you you do those scenarios. You try to play the game, but it's not like in the in the in the reality. When you are in the reality of the things, your your mind is really really focused on uh, making sure that uh, staff are safe, uh, business are not disrupted with the with the clients, yeah, and communication communication with our staff, communication with the clients, um, communication with the regulator to make sure that everyone knows where we stand uh, in terms of uh, working environment, in terms of of safety. Um, and this, you you live it once in a lifetime. Hopefully, yeah. life. It's, there's yeah. no replay. <laughs> no replay. <laughs> there's no replay. <laughs> no replay. Okay. So, um, like everyone, live a big stress at that time, and and till now, a lot of people are living this strange time, and I think we all in this in this in this scope. So. China is the biggest country in the exponential technology era, as we discussed before, and we keep seeing more and more technology implementation and innovation, either for social or business use cases. Artificial intelligence is such a tremendous opportunity. From a general perspective, how you perceive so the technology impact in businesses and how you work on it in the financial sector? Well, first of all, we, we live in a, in a very, very uh, nice period because we have lots of uh, new technologies 
so we can do more things. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I do think that uh, um, but technology is an enabler. It, uh, but first of all, I think it's, it's not going to replace uh, the vision that you have and the, the business growth. So technology is an enabler. Now, um, you know, uh, a lot of time when I discuss with uh, with uh, our architect in Société Générale, they are, they are very all uh, use case oriented, meaning that they are saying, well, okay, what what is your your use case? Mm -hmm. And then uh, we can apply the technology. I think it's a, it's a good approach, but it's not an exponential approach because sometimes, you know, you don't know what you want. Right? You, right. you need to uh, you need to play with the technology. You need to see, to look, uh, to to to, to, to search for, to explore. Exactly, um, you don't have you don't have a choice uh, because we're not in the old days where we have a vision and then uh, and then look for for something. Because when you look for some technology, when you ha have the technology that is so disruptive right now, sometimes it goes beyond. Your imagination. So you have to play with it to, you know, it's a kind of a loop of information. You are looping your information until you say, oh, this is feasible. Oh, I have another idea. Oh, you know, yeah. and and uh, people needs to have this mindset of uh, of ex exploring, trying, fail, and and the, uh, the the step by step approach doesn't work anymore. And this is um, where I believe. Uh, we are in, in an era where technology is so um, uh, helpful yeah. that it goes beyond your imagination. So you have no choice but to uh, to explore. Correct. And as said, um, um, Jeff Bezos, he he spent much more billion and 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 lose this billion, lost this billion until he 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 bring all this Amazon exceptional company. So. You have to lose some money when you are disruptive uh, and you want to be exponential, right? <laughs> Otherwise, exactly. you cannot exactly. be someone exceptional in the market and especially in this era, which is very rapid time with technology. So according to, now we, we talk about Jeff Bezos, now we will move to Google and one of uh, the big inventor from Google, Ray Kurzweil, uh, inventor and futurist, he said technology are exponential when humans are li linear. Within the tech industry, we believe that building successful technology needs people who are exponential thinkers. And you start talking a little bit about this point and having the growth mindset. From your perspective, how do you perceive the quality, let's say the, the quality and, and the skills of an exponential thinker? And we start a li little bit discussing about this point. Yeah, but what I... Uh... So, so uh, I'm sorry about uh, Rico, but I have to disagree with him. <laughs> um, technology is exponential, but I, I do believe that uh, humans uh, are exponential as well. Uh, because don't forget one thing: uh, it's human who create technology. Okay, so so they, the 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 way uh, we uh, we are exponential is is by having those exponential tools. Right? So we are, we are not like animals where you know uh, you, you you live with uh, with your own features and you live mm -hmm. with it. You know, we create we create your own features to survive. Uh, you know, we, uh, if we have to stay as human being uh, naked in the nature, uh, if the if winter comes, we will die. Uh, so 
if you were that linear, we, we, we wouldn't survive the, the nature where we create clothes. We, you know, a lot of features that makes us exponential. Um, so that's the first thing. And, okay. and for me, exponential thinker is, um, like Ray Dalio said, uh, being, uh, um, how you put that, uh, to be, uh, um, uh, open-minded uh, yeah and for me um, I truly believe in uh, collective intelligence to mm -hmm. be able to be uh, exponential thinker because bringing more people as I mentioned at the beginning brings a different thought structure mm -hmm. right and some of the people they are, they, they are, they are, they are better than the others to connect uh, the dots and apply the experience in different structure. And an exponential thinker is someone who is humble in the the the, the in his the, the way he thinks. Um, information analysis can be combined. Okay. And this is how you achieve greatness in, in the results. Okay. Uh, I, I, I will not defend uh, Ray in this in this record, right? And don't be sorry for him. But <laughs> what he meant by by technology are exponential. When human are linear, he means like in technology we are going so fast, which is not the case of people who are trying to have the growth mindset. You understand? It's much more about growth mindset. Mm. Having this possibility to think all the time, as you said before in the beginning of our discussion about thinking in different boxes and not only in one box you understand so he's talking much yes. more about this and i definitely agree with you that people are, are have this ability to think exponentially but they need a little bit help and support in order to think in this way it's much more about having this assistance you know having this possibility and mm. helping them in order to think like this because unfortunately when you work in a company for 30 years probably you are not exponential thinker at the end. Why? Especially because mm. you start thinking on, you know, on, on the box, which is expertise as well, which is great, but it's not enough. This is the point. So it's yeah. great, but it's not enough. You understand? Yes, so I, I agree, I agree. Is the, is the Ray Dalio, okay, now again, is the Ray Dalio uh, radical open mind, uh, open mind. And radical open mind means uh, you, you need to be, um, challenging your own thought process definitely. Um, yeah yeah definitely it was it, it's it's much more in this plan when he said this I, I i guess from my understanding at least in ai exponential thinker we create a new concept share the stage to build this unique experience of proximity where people with different experience lift each other and you talk about this at when you answer the first question about your background right so the following mm. question coming from our audience so the first one is Charvi, female. She has 11 years from India and she asked it. You work it on building a strategic and innovation plan for your company. Do you think people are adopting artificial intelligence and why people should embrace just technology? So it's, it's a question from a young lady. Mm -hmm. well, I think uh, artificial intelligence is the, is the future. You have, you have no choice. Uh, because it's going to bring value to um, uh, to us human because 
if if you look at the um, you know the you remember this this go player who who lost again uh, uh, again a, a computer mm -hmm. uh, and and the way the way the computer won is to make a move that none of the master of a go would do okay and for me the um, the artificial intelligence is here to uh, to bring other angle of um, of, of thought process, a new new structure that in the human being, maybe uh, in the human nature, we don't we don't have. Um, so another thought structure that the, the artificial intelligence can can bring by by doing two things. Uh, first of all, by um, uh, and this is where you know, I know I I tend to agree on the uh, on the exponentiality of uh, of technology mm -hmm. is uh, by by learning from the human. You know, uh, to absorb so what we call machine learning is to absorb all the experience from uh, from the from the human being, but also uh, from his, his those experiences to create artificially his own experience and to build models that uh, you know human being would not be able to create because of the acceleration of the scenarios that uh, he, he's going to absorb himself, create and absorb himself. You know, for 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 us. Uh, as a human being, you have a you have a time span uh, which is limited, and the the, the reason why we uh, we learn and we grow is because of uh, the information that uh, that we keep, the information that we rely on, and we keep building on those knowledge. Um, and in effect, uh, artificial intelligence they can accelerate those uh, accumulation of experience and, and build new structure. Um, so this is why we, we have to uh, embrace uh, the, the technology uh, of artificial intelligence. Uh, trust, that, that's another topic, but uh, yeah. I think at the end of the day, wow. we're, the yeah, we're the master of, uh, of this technology. So uh, uh, at the end, uh, the artificial intelligence should help us to understand why uh, the, 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 the structure or the results of the thought process of this artificial intelligence is valid. It's going to help us to learn more. It's not good. We should not rely on it, but we should learn from it. That's the point. And it okay. can accelerate our learning process. Great. The second question is coming from Katya, uh, 10 years old from Russia. And um, she's, she's asking, as children, we are using technology for many reasons, either for entertainment, but also for learning. I'm observing many friends being isolated in this virtual world of technology. Many others are suffering from cyber bullying. How do you perceive this future of technology for children and how can we support parents and teachers learning about this dark side of technology? Another question, deep one, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a deep question, but it's a, true, it's a truly uh, uh, worrying question. Um, so, so to me, first of all, uh, I think um, we have to uh, to recognize that um, screen time is uh, an addiction. Yeah. Uh, you have, we collectively have to acknowledge that. And I like the way, you know, Simon Sinek put it, um, or explain it. Mm -hmm. you know, so like screen time, social media, games, you know, those things provide you with a, uh, instant gratification, uh, the number of likes, uh, you unlock a level, and, and and by doing this, it, it gives you a rush of uh, 
of adrenaline. Mm -hmm. So you want more. Yeah. So and and you know it's so it's it's it's, it's so strong because it's a physiological uh, uh, effect in your body. Mm -hmm. And even as a, as an aware um, adult, you fall into this trap. You know, it's like it's like cigarettes, it's like yeah, coffee yeah, yeah. or alcohol, right? Um, so as a result, I believe that uh, we need to control screen time, especially for the kids. Okay, we need to teach them how to consume uh, technology, and it, it should be with moderation, like any other addiction. And for, I'll give you the example for me and my wife personally. We, uh, so our daughter is three years old. Okay. And she doesn't have screen time. I mean, I mean, from the, from the very beginning, we prefer her to play with toys, uh, to, to play with her friends, uh, on the playground, etc. Mm -hmm. Of course, now, because she's three years old, so a lot of, uh, you know, when we do play dates, a lot of families are, are exposing their child to, um, uh, to, to screen time, TV, etc. So, yeah. and, and the, by the way, this is the way my daughter was exposed to uh, to TV at the first place. Um, went to uh, some friends. Uh, the daughter was uh, the other daughter was watching TV, and uh, so so what we decided is to um, to start uh, to okay. expose her to screen time uh, because we, we we have to teach her how to uh, uh, manage uh, those rush of adrenaline. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So, so first of all, you know, what, what we did is before we start the, let's say, TV show, we agree with her on a duration. So we say, okay, we're going to watch. And usually the max uh, screen time that we are exposed to is 30 minutes max. So we say, okay, we're going to watch uh, TV for 30 minutes. Do you agree with that? So we are, we are we're really waiting for the acknowledgement, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you, and then you, usually when, when uh, it's almost 30 minutes, before like five or ten minutes we're saying okay uh, it's going to end in five ten minutes okay even though you know the movie or, or it's, it's not it's not finished like we have to we have to cut it and then we have to watch another time right so so it cuts a little bit the, the addiction and it's 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 warning and then when, when times come you just switch off the tv and and i think it's um for me it's uh, it's it's really important to have this um this uh, teaching uh, pair yeah. to uh, because it helps them to to control the uh, the emotion the adrenaline rush. Yeah, I think this is this is for the, the addiction and then for the cyber bully, um, uh, she's too young uh, to so <laughs> you haven't uh, you haven't met that yet. And I, and I would say I need to strategize on that. <laughs> <laughs> let, let's let, let, let's tackle one problem at a time. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's why I said the, the question is deep and why our members from the audience are asking those questions, and especially I choose those, those questions coming from young lady, because we, we proposed also um, a program for kids. And our idea is especially, I, the program is designed by people from Apple, Facebook, Google, and wherever, my friends there. And the question mm. is why we propose this program is not to push people coding, Absolutely no. We are thinking that it's very important to educate them and to try to understand how they will grow up with the most soft skills, important soft skills like communication, discussion, teamwork, and critical thinking. You understand? It's much mm. more about this part and other things about technology. It will come, right? And they need to embrace yeah. it and embrace it in a soft way and in a soft way, not push them to code just 
coding, right? Or just uh, being yeah. on gaming or whatever. So this is our approach right now, but the question is really deep, uh, I admit, uh, Socrates. So the next one, so we talk about technology too much in this discussion. So as technology achiever and AI exponential thinker, we believe that flexibility and adaptability are crucial in this time of uncertainty. What's your takeaway to invite business owners, and we talk about business, digital transformation, and business officer accelerating the AI implementation for their growth? Yeah, I think I, think I mentioned the, the, the fact that already the fact that technology um, will remain uh, a mean to, to achieve uh, growth. Um, I, I think we're lucky enough in this period of time where, you know, first of all, a lot of information are available. Technologies are uh, incredible, incredibly uh, powerful with all the infrastructure that we that we have and see going mm -hmm. on. And also, it, 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 the technologies are made simpler, so everyone can learn and, and can do things uh, with technology. Right? I think it's a it's a very interesting period, but it, it will not uh, replace uh, your your vision, your work ethic, your your, your core values. Um, you know, in, in, in this current environment, uh, where almost everyone is equal, almost uh, in, mm -hmm. in front of the, the, the information, the technology that, uh, that, that we have, and few of them uh, leverage on it to be able to build their dream. You, you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. so, um, so, so again, uh, technology will still be an enabler of your own, uh, your own success. But it will never replace your eager to uh, to grow. Right. We 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 approached the last uh, the last question, uh, and it was so lovely to discuss to you. So with with such a great experience in more than two decades between London, Paris, Hong Kong, and Beijing, we we believe that this authentic discussion will inspire and empower our listeners from different generations. At the end of this unique interview, Socrates, can you share with us your vision about your dream? And your biggest achievement so far? Uh, my, my, I have to be very um, frank with you in terms of uh, I have a very very small dream, <laughs> but right. I just need to take to take a bit of time to, to do so. Is to write a book. Okay. And, and to write to write a book about my family. And the reason why is because you know I have this discussion with my my parents, my dad, my mom. My uh -huh. grandma, my uncles, uh -huh. who who were the you know they were first immigrants in France. Okay. They thrived because of uh, they were Chinese uh, immigrants in Cambodia and in Vietnam. They, they encountered wars, um, and I, I think there are a few stories, and I'm pretty sure there are many more that they share with me. Um, that 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 is worth sharing to the world. Uh, mm -hmm. And when I when I share those stories with uh, with some of my colleagues or some of my friends, they all say, "Okay, you should you should write a book." Those things are so. Um, interesting because it, it and humbles valuable, uh, and valuable and i know some yeah. of whose story as well <laughs> yeah a deep story with a lot in, of in, uh, sufferings and and courage and brave and for me it humbles me every day because uh you know my, my, my parents are you know, keep saying to me oh you know you're 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 you are in a lucky environment where yeah. you grow and and you know all all the the, the guys around, especially in the banking industry, uh, they are like, oh, in France, oh, you grew up in the, in Saint Sandy, wow, that that must have been difficult. I said, you know, not as difficult as my parents, I can tell you. Yeah, so yeah, um, right. so, so lots of humility and um, 
Uh, and, and I think uh, I want to share that to, uh, to, to, to people, you know, I think it's, uh, and, and my biggest achievement, I mean, again, you know, uh, I believe in small things, uh, small achievements. Uh, and, and for me, uh, what, what I want to do is to, uh, to repeat what people did to me in terms of mentorship, in terms of uh, giving me chances, because I, I would never be where I am. Uh, without without those people, so I'm trying to pass the baton. I'm trying to to mentor people as much as I can. Um, I love doing that. I love coaching, and I think uh, some of my my staff uh, or ex staff who actually left the bank we're, we're, were still in contact because uh, they, we we keep connection. We keep discussing about their their concern, their struggle in life, their career, etc. So I'm I'm very very happy to uh, uh, to share my my experience, my, my thought process. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm very happy to see that I have a lot of people like keeping connection with me. So th- this is my, my, I would say my, my small biggest achievement because it, it, it's, a, it's an accumulation. And I just hope one thing is that they will pass on those, uh, you know, those mentorship and those coaching to, to, to the younger generation. And, uh, right. and I do believe this is uh, my, my biggest achievement. Great. I remember to our audience, uh, Sokrat Lao, you are the Chief Operating Officer and Executive Director in the Board of Directors of Société Générale China. Thank you, Sokrat, for being with us and thank you for our audience. Um, for all, you will find this episode for the series Exponential Business in our unique AI channel, Exponential Threat by AI Exponential Thinker, uh, our social platform website and via our partners. Thank you, Sokrat. Thank you, Lopna. Thank you for everyone. Stay safe. Keep shining. You deserve it.